Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. In Texas, sorry, right now in Texas, following the situation of an active shooter out of Texas high school, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it is good to be with you. 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. They're right now engaged in a search of the school. This is the Timberview High School in Arlington, Texas. Right now, there is very little known. And again, in these situations, when they do happen, and they unfortunately do happen, and I would like less of them to happen, people immediately get into reporting and pushing information before noting facts. They know that things will change and numbers will change, yet they do not worry about it. They quickly want the hit. They want the like. They want all of it. No way to go about reporting at all. What we have now is FBI Dallas responding to reports of this shooting. It is right now still being called an active shooter situation. That's what we have. Texas police have confirmed it. The school's on lockdown. Students and staff in their classrooms. This, according to the Mansfield Independent School District. Offices are locked down. No visitors are being admitted at this time. We're going to get more information. When we have the information, we're going to bring it to you. It's the only way we can do it. So we'll keep our eyes here. This is the situation right now outside of Dallas in Arlington, Texas. I'll bring you more of this. I do want to get into how the DOJ, the Department of Justice, is treating American citizens. And the obscenity therein, this idea of calling parents domestic terrorists because they're not happy with what's going on in their kid's school. You have school boards that don't like the fact that parents are speaking up and speaking out and saying things like, "Uh, how dare you? Recognizing that their kids are not being educated, their kids are being indoctrinated. And not wanting any part of it. Saying we don't like the fact that critical race theory and anti-racism, which are both places that engage and support bigotry. We don't want our kids subjected to this. The idea of some people are oppressed and some people are oppressors, and you are either oppressed or you're an oppressor. You're a victim. You're guilty for your existence. We don't want any part of this at all. And they're speaking out. Then they're noticing things going on in the school libraries. And they're like, hey, what's with the porn in the middle school library? The school board gets upset when the parents read the porn that's meant for the middle schoolers when they read it there at the school board meeting. And so the school board members have said, oh, this is a violation. We're being threatened. I don't want anybody threatened. And I'm not going to argue that some parents haven't gotten out of line. I won't sit. Why would I ever say such a thing? But because a parent gets out of line, that doesn't mean that all the other parents lose their rights. That's exactly what school boards want. So you've got this National Association of School Boards reaching out to the Department of Justice to label parents domestic terrorists. 
The school board only exists because the parent wants the schools. Maybe the parent should say, you know what? Forget public schools. We don't need this. We'll teach them ourselves. I'm a big believer in school choice, don't you know? Huge believer in school choice. Crazy about school choice. You know who else loves school choice? Randy Weingarten. That's right. The, uh, the, 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 the woman who runs the teachers union. The one who runs the American Federation of Teachers. The leftist. Turns out she loves school choice because she put out a tweet. It's a story from the Detroit News. And what does the story say? That a, that a, that a mom wants to make sure that her son goes to a school that has mask mandates. Demands the mask mandates, I tell you what. So she chose to drive her student to a school district that has a mask mandate. Now, Randy Weingarten says this. This parent chooses to drive her students to a school district that has a mask mandate. Masks save lives and limit the spread of COVID. First, we have no idea if masks limit the spread of COVID. We can argue that a mask limits spread in general. A mask stops something. We have no idea if it stops COVID. None. Zero idea if it stops COVID. Masks are not worn properly. We've seen from the University of Waterloo that you can take an N95 mask, which is 65% effective in, in reducing spread. But if there's a three millimeter gap, three millimeters, that efficacy goes down to 3%. And masks are not worn properly, properly by you, me, and we, by the civilian population. It is worn properly in hospital settings. Maybe that's why we have hospital workers who have been working around COVID for over a year and they've been fine. Or maybe they've come into work with COVID because they knew they had to keep working. Shame that we have to tell these people that they're no good anymore. Last year you were heroes, this year you're villains and you should be arrested and how dare you, you murderers. It's madness. But let's go back to the main subject. This parent just engaged school choice and the head of the teachers union is celebrating it. Now I celebrate school choice. I love school choice. The people over at Ed Choice, those are my people. I love school choice. So anytime I see people engaged in school choice, I think that is just great. I think that is terrific and wonderful and all the things you could ever want. It's wonderful. So why in the world is she supporting school choice only for masks and not for making sure your kid goes to a school that has a complete chemistry set? Your kid, you want in the best school for them. And that could be different because different schools can have different, you know, focuses. And you want what's best for your kid. You're in charge. It's your money. The kid go, the, the money should go with the kid. Never go with the school. Never go with the teacher. The teacher is secondary in the equation. And you'll notice I'm not screaming and yelling about the teachers. I'm talking about the union here. The money is about the kid, not the school, not the neighborhood, and not the teacher. Sure as hell, not the union. And here she is celebrating. Fantastic stuff. Now, unfortunately, she also thinks that somehow parents are the villains. That somehow parents are the ones 
who are the problem. So that they want the Department of Justice to come in and go after parents. Senator Josh Hawley to the Deputy Attorney General. I don't know why it's not playing. I don't got an answer for that. But I know that Senator Hawley ripped them apart. How dare you treat parents like this? How dare you engage like this? How dare you make claim that somehow the parent is the enemy and then you want to use the Department of Justice against them? How can you do such a thing? How can you allow such a thing to take place? I thought it was a very important thing to say. All I can say is this is truly extraordinary. I think you know it is. It's unprecedented. You can't point to a single instance where anything like this has happened before. And I think parents across this country are going to be stunned to learn, stunned, that if they show up at a local school board meeting, by the way, where they have the right to appear and be heard, where they have the right to say something about their children's education, where they have the right to vote, and you are attempting to intimidate them you are attempting to silence them. You are attempting to interfere with their rights as parents and, yes, with their rights as voters. This is wrong. This is dangerous. And I cannot believe that an attorney general of the United States is engaging in this kind of conduct. And frankly, I can't believe that you are sitting here today defending it. I intend to get answers to these questions. You won't answer my questions. I'm going to get answers to these questions. Mr. Chairman, we need to have a hearing on this subject. We need to hear from the Attorney General himself. He needs to come here, take the oath, sit there, and answer questions. We have never seen anything like this before in our country's history. And frankly, I, I want to say I think it is a dangerous, dangerous precedent. I would remind Senator Hawley that we have seen something like this in, in America's history. We saw Barack Obama utilize the IRS as a cudgel against law-abiding citizens who are members of the Tea Party. Couldn't get your tax-exempt status, couldn't create an organization because the IRS was utilized as a cudgel against people's free speech. Never mind uh, opportunities to lawfully assemble. assemble. Of course this happened. This is what they do. You think there's any decency? Any push or desire? <laughs> For decency, not an ounce, not an ounce. This is some ugly stuff that's going on. And this should have parents in full states of outrage. And the only thing I could suggest to you is keep fighting. Keep showing up at the school board meeting. Keep speaking. If you get arrested, you get arrested. What does it really matter? Honestly, what does it matter if you get arrested? It's not a problem. Just go back. Again and again and again and again. Over and over and over and over. That's what you need to be doing. It's your kid. Your kid is 150% worth it. Are, are, are they not? Are they not worth it? I make the argument that, well, I, I, I guess I make the argument that my kid is worth it. And so if this is the fight that is necessary, 
This is the fight that is indeed necessary. Senator Marsha Blackburn speaking on Fox News on the subject. A memo over to the White House to President Biden that, oh my goodness, these parents are challenging us and they're speaking up and they're showing up at school board meetings. So we need the FBI, the DOJ, to take charge of these issues. But you know what? I think the teachers union forgot to read those words. We, the people, with a capital P, and this is the people, lots of moms and dads and grandmoms who are being the people and making certain that these children are receiving an education, that it is not CRT, that it is not indoctrination that they are getting every gotcha. single day. No matter what they call you, racist, bigot, uh, domestic terrorist, Pay them no mind. That's not easy to do. But it is imperative that you do it. We teach our children to walk through name calling. Just because someone calls you a name does not mean that you allow them to get to you. It doesn't mean you let them stop you. You keep going. You think I give a good holy damn what the local school board calls me? I know what they already call me, guys. Keep on going. They arrest you, keep on going. They target your business, keep on going. They target your profession, keep on going. They target your kids, you keep on going. First they ignore you, then they ridicule you, then they fight you, then you win. Never heard that before? First they ignore you, then they ridicule you. That's what all the name calling is. Then they fight you, then you win. Don't be violent. You don't have to threaten anybody. You don't have to go to somebody's house and make them afraid. None of that stuff. You just have to keep fighting. Then you got to run for the school board. You got to stay on it. We're going to have more on this shooting, uh, this situation in Arlington, Texas, at a high school uh, there. This is an active shooter situation, as has been described. This is Timberview High School in Arlington, Texas, we don't yet have any more information. There is a conversation of victims, but that is nowhere near confirmed. And we don't know if these are shootings. We don't know if these are people who are dead. We don't know anything. Early information is most times wrong. We're going to bring you the right information as we have it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. They're having a press conference in Arlington, Texas right now. I do want to bring you some of this. A school shooting that has taken place. There's already some levels of motive that are swimming about. We're going to wait for a couple more of these things to make themselves apparent. But this is the uh, police there in Arlington, Texas discussing it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Let's take it to their press conference. There's believed to be at the time four victims of this shooting involving students at Arlington, uh, in Arlington, Texas, uh, at what is known as Timberview High School. Let's take it to the officers on the scene. Let's make sure that they are safe. We have Grand Prairie Police Department, Mansfield Police Department, Arlington Police Department, and other SWAT teams that are methodically going through 
each of these rooms and releasing these children to make sure that we're safe. We want to make sure that we get identification from each of these students. We want to make sure that they don't have any weapons uh, on them themselves. So it's just a, a customary practice that we will do to make sure that everybody's safe before we get them out on the buses. Mr. S uh, Chief Colby, you mentioned Mr. Simpkins, 18 years of age. He was in that classroom as a student fighting with someone else with that weapon. Is your understanding at this point? I, I, there was a video that I viewed and he was in a classroom to what his student, whether he was a student or not. I don't have that information right now. Uh, we are going to release his photograph after this press conference. Uh, and we are currently actively looking for him now. And was he able to now, one of the reasons the that they're releasing the photograph is they believe that the shooter is 18. But, I mean, they, they are moving very quick on this. Understand, as they discuss that they're going from room to room, they don't have the suspect yet. They've got a press conference going on in front of the school. They don't have the suspect yet. It's very odd, if you ask me. It's an active situation. Why are we getting information? The voice you heard is the assistant chief in Arlington, uh, Arlington, Texas police, Kevin Colby, K-O-L-B-Y-E. It's very odd that you would move that fast on data without having the, the thing, uh, you know, in, 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 a, in a place. But they're also now saying that one of the things they're doing is making sure they're getting all the kids to safety. They don't believe that the shooter is still on school pop, uh, property. We're going to follow this situation throughout the day as we can. We're really not going to have more on it until tomorrow. This was a school shooting in Arlington, Texas. Timberview High School is where uh, this is. Police responded, multiple units from multiple cities around the area. Supposedly, a fight that took place in the school. It is not known whether or not the suspect, who they believe is 18 or older, was a student at the school or not. That's unknown, and we heard that from the assistant chief, Colby, himself. They're clearing classrooms at the moment, and as more information becomes available, I will make sure... Uh, we, we bring it to you. Now, Taiwan is getting ready for a fight. But nothing is more frightening than John Kerry saying that Joe Biden didn't know what was happening in the deal between the U.S., Australia, and France over submarines. He didn't know what was happening? Yeah, we all know he doesn't know what's happening. This is Tony Katz today. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. So Urban Meyer has been chastised by his team owner. He's apologized to his team. Nobody believes anything. Does he still have a job there in Jacksonville? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Urban Meyer. Video of him at a bar. Rubbing on another woman's butt. Who's, when I say another woman, a woman who is not his wife. And, um... People are like, oh, this is bad. And he's had, you know, since he's gotten to Jacksonville after being at Ohio State, 
hired this coach, but that coach had a had a serious problem. Then they hired another coach, but that coach had a domestic dispute uh, issue, and he's just a mess. And the team is 0-4, and everything's a disaster, and what's going on? And now this video. Supposedly, he, when he apologized to the team, the team's like, yeah, we don't believe a word you say. That's what they said, producer, Ari, right? They're like, yeah, that's... Who are you apologizing to? This is who you are. Yeah, allegedly when they laughed when he left the room. Did they? That's what the report said. So, um, if they're laughing, he's lost the team. And if you, dude, don't be. What's what's with the nasty dude? I didn't do it. I'm just reporting on the thing. If, if he's lost the team, then you do have to get rid of him. If he's lost the team, if they don't believe they can win with him, if they don't believe that he's even worth working with. You have to get rid of him. At that moment, you do. But supposedly, Shad Khan, owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, called his actions inexcusable. Um, and I got... If if the team is laughing at him, you got to go with the guys who are going to go on the field. That's That's not the coach. You gave the guy the shot. He didn't live up to the shot. Okay. Let them go. Show that team you're serious. Show that team you're serious. And if you say to me, well, we're not going to have a coach, okay. But you still have those players believing in you and the organization. And that's got to matter for something. That has got to matter for a great deal. Now, normally I don't pay any attention to things like this, what they do and everything else. But this is This is interesting. Because what's interesting here is that if I am, if this video is of me, do I lose my job? No. You, if that if that video is of me, no. You you don't think I lose my job? If Urban Meyer were four and zero, we wouldn't be having a conversation right now. Oh, it's because he's on four. Yeah. If your rate, if your rage were in the tank and you were cantankerous and everyone here hated you, and then a video of you came out like, yeah, maybe you should be a little worried, okay. but like. You're so fine. My, my ratings are, are beyond belief. I am not cantankerous, and only some of the people here hate me. I, you're fine. Just, I mean, just, mor- just so we're clear. Morally, I think people would, you know, frown upon it, but I don't, I don't think you'd get fired. Oh, what I think would happen is that there would be this huge push from the outside to try and get me fired because look at what he has done. Look at how he treats women. By the way, we should note, because I haven't heard people saying, look how he treats women in that video. Uh, she seems to be totally into it. She's settled down for you, sorry. My gosh, you need a room and a hose? Dear Lord, kid. She's she's very, very happy. It was consensual. To be the object of Urban Meyer's affection. Totally fine with it. It certainly seems. What I want to know is, does he not know he's being recorded every second of every hour of every day? He Oh, he, he was wasted? He was just loaded, and so therefore he didn't know what was going on? Yeah, now that's a reason to let him go. You got a brand to protect. Protect the brand. What's interesting is, I mean, let, let's bring it local, right? We're Indianapolis guys. Lucas Oil Stadium is literally a stone's throw from where I'm sitting right now, where the Indianapolis Colts play. You're Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, whom I have never met, but I think that guy takes his brand seriously. 
Res- respect the shoe, right? For the shoe. That's what they say, the horseshoe, right? It's the Colts. It's a horseshoe. Picture it. Now you get the coach, Frank Reich, and I'm not saying this about Coach Reich. I-, I think he seems like a nice enough guy. I don't like the woke stuff. Whatever is a coach, I don't get to make that call. And there's Coach Reich at a bar feeling up somebody who isn't his wife. Ursay takes that? You see, I don't know. Robert Kraft will take that because he'll be like, been there, done that. Right? Right? He, Robert Kraft of the Patriots, he would totally take that. Would Ursay take that? Where's our executive producer? Where's Matt Hiblin? He'll have the answer to this question. Where are you, Matt? It's a good question. It's I a don't great know. question because if you go a- a- around the horn, if you were to go team to team to team, like if, if uh, Jerry Jones, let's go, let's go down to Dallas. Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys. I don't even know who the co- the coach is. The former Packers coach, Mike right? McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is there at some uh, some Texas bar, and someone does a little boot scoop boogie right up to him. Some woman of the opposite sex, and there's a video of it. I don't think Jerry Jones gets himself too much into a twist. Jim Ursay, I think he's firing everybody. I think he fires the coach. I think he fires the person who took the video. And they're like, I don't even work for you. And he goes, I don't care. You're out, kid. That's what I think he does. Very, ah. Uh, I th- I think I think Saad should, should let him go. I think Khan, uh, the owner of the Jaguars, absolutely should let him go. Especially if you've lost the team. 2024 is something that people talk about way too much. 2024 is something that comes up way too often. It drives me crazy. The focus should be on 2022. The focus has to be on 2022. The focus has to be on winning the Senate and winning the House. The focus has to be on winning your school board election. And winning your mayor's race, your town council races, your state legislature races. That's where the focus has to be. Without the focus in those places, you are going to fail. This idea that it's the governor's mansion or bust or the presidency or bust, it's it's a bust. Haven't we seen with everything going on with school boards, you need all the local and you need to keep those seats Grow those opportunities. Build out those benches. Absolutely, positively, what you need. Stop thinking about 2024. That said, Nikki Haley is throwing herself into the ring for 2024. Former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley said Tuesday she would consult with former President Donald Trump before beginning a run for the White House despite disagreeing with him about the outcome of the 2020 election. Calling Trump a friend, Haley likely would navigate around the former president's role in the GOP. She is actually saying that the GOP needs Trump. And she did it where? At the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi, California. That is the introduction to 2024. Nikki is in. Just so we're clear... I'm less of the opinion that Nikki is a bad idea than other people. I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm just, I think that she does have an appeal. 
Oh, I think Nikki Haley now, too, because I think that she is going to do a fair job at combating people who somehow think that she didn't hold true to the administration. Was she or was she not fantastic as the ambassador? Fantastic. What did she actually do except say uh, she didn't like how Trump acted after the election? She has excoriated the Biden team again and again, putting her focus in the proper place. She isn't living in the past. She doesn't like the idea that you screamed fraud and you weren't able to prove it. I think there's a lot of people who sit in that category. So I don't think she has as many problems as other people do. I just don't see that for her. Now, does she have problems compared to Ron DeSantis? Oh, yeah, she has huge problems. Compared to Greg Abbott? Absolutely, positively. Gigantic, massive problems. But I'm just, I'm just not there that it's somehow the end of, 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 of anything for her. I think that she's doing absolutely right by the idea of saying, you know, Trump, the GOP needs Trump, and I would check with him, and we talk. I consider him a friend. And remember, they didn't like each other until the South Carolina debate, and it was Trump who said, you know, we weren't friends, but now, now we're friends. We're friends, Nikki. Now we're friends. I like friends, which is perfect, perfect Trump. It's being reported that the Kabul airport suicide bomber was released from Bagram Air Base by the, the the Taliban. Listen to this. I can't get it to play. An interesting, interesting take. He was released by the Taliban from Bagram Air Base, meaning that he was somebody who was being held and one of the people released from prison. If you want to know what has happened, how this has happened, something that never should have been given up, the Bagram Air Base. The Bagram Air Base never should have been given up. And yet here it is. This is what we're learning. Well, really, this is bound, Kate, to reignite the debate about the U.S. handing over Bagram Air Base uh, to the Afghan National Army. That took place on July 1st, and we now understand uh, from this new CNN reporting that Abdul Rahman Alugari, the terrorist who from ISIS-K, who was responsible for killing 13 American service members and dozens of Afghan civilians trying to get out of the country, that he had been held at Parwan Prison in Bagram Air Base. Uh, when the Taliban took power on that Sunday, the first thing they did before coming into Kabul was essentially to empty the prisons at Parwan Prison in Bagram and also in Pulacharki. And I remember that very well because there were very real securities concerns across the whole capital that this could lead to a huge spike in crime and also terrorist activity. Parwan Prison at Bagram held thousands of prisoners, but also specifically hundreds of very dangerous terrorists. Now, the Taliban was obviously trying to release 
release their own people from the prison. But in the process, they did release these ISIS-K members. And that now, of course, has real ramifications in terms of the security situation here on the ground. There was a large terrorist attack at a mosque here just a couple of days ago. There have been ongoing attacks in Jalalabad. That's Clarissa Ward reporting there for CNN. We should not be forgetting Afghanistan. I, I put this out today that we have to remember what it is that Joe Biden has done. And what Joe Biden has done, the Biden administration continues to hope that we will forget that Americans were left behind in Afghanistan. Don't forget. Joe Biden did this. Their plan, their methodology, their theory is that you will forget, you big, giant, dope dummy. And then they can move on with blaming Republicans about the debt limit or some other insanity. I'll get to that. Have no fear. Don't forget. There is absolutely no, nothing worse than forgetting what Biden has done. Left Americans to be tortured and killed and left Afghanis who risked their lives to help us to be tortured and killed as well. Now, we're going to have more on what's going on uh, out of Texas and this school shooting that has taken place uh, for victims. But we don't know if that means they've been killed or injured. We don't know yet the extent. We believe it was a student from the school. That is what's being reported by local police in the area. They are actually looking for someone, an 18-year-old. We're not using names here just yet, but you're seeing it circulate because we want to make sure the information is accurate, and very often these things do change. I'll have the latest for you, what Biden didn't know, and what's the difference between a maverick and a narcissist? Well, I guess it's your political party. That story is coming up. I'm Tony Katz. So Taiwan's getting ready for a fight. The incursions from the Chinese that we've been discussing into their airspace. Over four days, China flew 145 aircraft into Taiwan's air defense zone. 52 in one day. There are now four aircraft carriers exercising in the Pacific. You've got the USS Ronald Reagan, the USS Carl Vinson. Uh, from uh, the British, uh, the HMS Queen Elizabeth, and from... Uh, Japan, their carrier group, which has U.S. F-35s aboard. This happening on the first day of the new Japanese prime minister. China's testing it out and seeing what people are going to do. But what you have from Taiwan is, uh, look, we're going to fight. You've got uh, the, the, the premier saying over-the-top activity from China violated regional peace. Taiwan needs to be on alert. It's hard to be on alert against China, but you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it. And this is one of the reasons you need a name. Solves the need for big missiles in places or troops in places, and I am not making the argument that we should have troops in places. I am making the clear argument that Taiwan falling 
is not in our best interest. It is not in the security interest of the United States, nor is it in the world security interest. It is a danger. One amongst many dangers. So, what's our plan? Well, it does start with, indeed, what is Taiwan's plan? What is Taiwan's plan to be able to protect and defend themselves? What are they willing to do? What are they willing to risk? And if they show they're willing to risk all, do they have friends in the United States? Do we simply allow this to take place? Do we allow China to do to Taiwan what they did to Hong Kong? And they did it to Hong Kong and we watched. These are bad things. Keep you up to date on what's going on in Texas with the school shootings. Allegedly four victims. The suspect, possibly a student, 18 years old. We're learning more information. And the New York Times going after Senator Cinema, the Democrat from Arizona, because she won't do what they want him to do. Is that the role of the New York Times? And what do the people of Arizona think of her? We'll get into that coming up. I'm Tony Katz.